Radio. See, I caught myself there. I fucked it up a little bit. I think I, I think I, 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 I had a longer pause between three, two, well, one. Well, you did. I did. So I probably fucked you up a little bit. Well, I, I held it. <laughs> I waited to the re- to release. Good, good, good. I got you trained well. Good boy. Your treat is in the mail. <laughs> Yay! Jay, I found a video that I think perfectly surmises your inner monologue while you're out riding your bike. I hate being so attractive. Girls always catcall me when I'm biking. Get out of the way! She wants me. <laughs> she wants me. <laughs> I, I need to forward that to some uh, buddies of mine. That is. Uh, I just get. I just get to see them. Like when you're out there with your, with your little tight bike shorts, and you you know, it's it's like your Ned Flanders. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Stupid sexy Flanders. Yeah, just you know, tight <laughs> spandex with a tampon, essentially. A nice, what, yeah, exactly. Fat tampon. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's essentially what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. Why'd you say that? I'm, I'm yours. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very, uh, yeah, I'm very uh, giddy right now. Yeah, oh, okay, I got you. I got you. You're getting all, getting all fucking geared up, getting all fucking torqued up for, well, for what we're going to be discussing. I, you, you, I, I, I know you watched I, a very sexy show, so I, that probably I got did, you feeling I a little loosey I did, and I uh, I did a little tequila before I put on Loki before we recorded, so I tequila. caught up with that. Uh, tequila uh, is my lady, my lady. So... <laughs> You know, nice little rainy day after a hundred degree weather day today. So yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling good. I was out there just chilling, watching the rain. So I'm feeling nice and warm and fuzzy inside. All right, man. I uh, <laughs> I'm feeling warm and fuzzy, but it's more like warm and schwitzy because yeah. I'm sitting in this recording studio and it's again a hundred degrees out today, and it is balmy, and I am just sitting in my own soup, and I don't hate it. I don't hate my own smell, so <laughs> it's not pleasant, you know. But I'm, but I'm, I'm, I, I don't hate it. I, I, I imagine it's like how how a pig sits in slop, you know, where it's just like, hey, keeps the flies away, you know. <laughs> anyway, I mean, you're living with yourself, so I yeah. am living with myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I live with myself like every day, and now like more so than ever because it's just me and the kids. Just me and the kids. Me and the kids. Kids and me. And how and, like, is I that realized, going, David? Uh, yeah. So, like, could you see yourself being a stay-at-home parent? Uh, yeah. So, like, the way I put it was in, like in the grand theory of things. I guess you could say. Um, I I'm, I think I'm okay. Like, I I put an Instagram post out today where it's like every day is an adventure this month. Uh, lots of lows and highs, big defeats and small victories. So, like, that's that's the way I feel, you know? Like, there's every, every time, like, I'm not getting something right. Because, like, you know when you're not doing something right with a baby? Because he screams at you. He lets you yeah, know. Yeah. He's, he's just the world's worst boss, right? But he, but he gives you no direction on how to correct your mistakes. <laughs> But then there's times where, like, he's just a happy baby, dude, and we're fucking cracking each other up. And it's like, it's a fucking great time. And Logan's been awesome helping me take care of him and stuff like that, you know, with the little things that she can do. Uh, and just being around, like, she's she's awesome. Like, there's no, no issues with her whatsoever. I mean, she listens about as well as, like, a pile of rocks, but... You know, she's still she's still a great kid. So well, that's a whole other different phase of raising yeah, yeah, a kid. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I got two kids in two different phases and, then you can, and stuff like you know, that. Enjoy this while it lasts until she gets to be a teenager, and then you're really going to be. So like, I would say like yesterday was like a pretty good day. Like Grayson, Grayson ate the amount of ounces I needed him to eat, plus some. You know, he he barely cried at me all day and stuff like that. Today, not so much. He cried through every single feeding. He spent most of his time awake screaming at me, and most of his time asleep, he would only fall asleep on me. So I was trapped in one location on the couch. Like that that's where I could go. And like Logan's like, Can you pour me a bowl of cereal? And it's like, You're gonna learn a you're gonna learn a milestone for yourself today, daughter. <laughs> 
I was going to go in that cabinet. I was going to say, like, I think it's time for her to try and <laughs> yep. start doing that shit on her own. You're going to pull it out. Well, all of our counters are just too high for her. So, like, I made her, like, put the bowl on the ground and pour her cereal into it. And then she had to, like, get the milk out of the fridge and she had to, like, crouch down like she was shitting in the woods to, like, pour the milk in. She spilled a little and she's like, it's okay, I'll just get a napkin. I was like, that's right. And then Luca was right there because he was like, as soon as well, you wipe it up, that's there's going to be that for. little. Yeah. Right. There's going to be that little bit that you don't get. That's what I, that, yo, that's where I come in. <laughs> Slurp. And then she she marched off to the to the dining room table and sat there and uh, ate ate her ate her breakfast while Grayson slept on me and I was just like parenting, <laughs> parenting <Boom>. achievement unlocked. <laughs> yeah, small so. victories, man. Small victories. small victories. That's what I said. Small victories, big defeats every day. I get defeated, but small victories you know the war's not over yet so uh anyway we've talked about this long enough uh so uh i do have the baby monitor here so you may hear grayson crying in the background sometimes he just goes right back to sleep and that's it sometimes i have to press stop on this recording and i'm gonna have to run upstairs and i'm gonna have to rock him and sing him a lullaby uh so <laughs> oh, i don't sing him a lullaby El- elmo sings him a lullaby yeah. he has a little lullaby elmo we press the button and so goes, don't worry our listeners sleep. you don't have to worry about that we'll have that heavily edited i'll be the one yeah. suffering with Waiting for David to That's right. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Jay sitting putting there. Putting him back to sleep. Uh, I actually kind of welcome him waking up because then I get to like rush out. I get to like rush through the living room where there's going to be like a blast of cold air where I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Mm. AC is so is so nice. Sitting in this room that doesn't have AC, not so much. But we got a uh, we got a show for you this week. It's a show. I don't know how great it is, but it's going to be one. <laughs> I'll, we'll, we'll make it great. We'll, we'll get through this. Jay's feeling loopy. You know, I'm... Um, definitely uh you know in 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 the state of mind to uh just punish myself really (laughs) (laughs) uh so but we got some reviews you know i watched uh good on paper which is a netflix original movie uh so it's a romantic comedy sort of we'll talk about that and then i have another review for a comedy horror film werewolves within which is currently in theaters jay what do you got for everyone to review uh, Todd Haynes's Dark Waters. This uh, adult drama came out in 2019. Um, spy is it a drama or is it an adult drama? Well, like, drama. is it on Pornhub? No. <laughs> when you say adult drama, I know. I don't know why I said that. That, that is kind of corny. <laughs> it's an adult drama. Well, it's, you it's know, like, it, it's look. We got to do something about this water in Flint, Michigan, it's, and it's like, but before that, suck my dick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all like, you know, lawyers and cover-ups and corporate espionage and all that kind of fun stuff. So, and it's based on a true story. But so no fellatio or intercourse. Not maybe there within. Maybe, maybe in a sequel. sequel. And then uh, I caught up with the uh, all anal edition. (laughs) And then I also caught up with. this old ass spy movie called Spy Game, starring Robert Redford and Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, you you better be brief on that. The I will 20 be fucking years old. Twenty, uh, and then you got your you got your sexy TV show, your porn your porno TV show that you yeah, watch, Sex Life, Sex Slash Life, whatever you want to call it, on Netflix. Um, and definitely gonna get into that. And then we will wrap everything up with a trailer park. So Jay didn't actually see this trailer. I saw this trailer because I went to the IMAX theater to watch F9. Uh, and I didn't feel like bringing it up last week because we had three movies to review and we had, you know, we, we, we ran the gambit. So I decided, like, just shelve it. You know, we'll put it out here. I'm surprised Universal still hasn't, like, released it on YouTube or anything like that. They're, they're really keeping I'm it impressed. like a, I'm impressed. Yeah. Like uh, you have to go to the theaters to see this, and I think we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of studios start doing things like this because they they it's they want that draw. Yeah, they want to bring I, I think it's a good, I think it's, the theater. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. It, it just, and it's not like you're going to the theater just to see the Jurassic World Dominion, you know, extended uh, preview. You you're going for for F nine, but like that's like a little bit of a bonus, right? It's just like yeah, I want to see F nine, and it's like but I could probably wait a few weeks or like you know it'll be on video on demand soon enough, and they're like but wait, damn. There's more, you know. <laughs> you're also going to get to see an extended preview for this movie that was supposed to come out this week, 
but it's now not coming out until June 22nd, 2022. And it's like, oh, yeah, I really am excited for that. All right. I guess I will go to the theater. It's just that, that one little extra nudge, well, you know, to, to get people. Well, there. I, and I agree with that. I think it is one of those things where, like, the more people start, it's just the cadence of normality and excitement that will get people to over to the hump of fear or questioning going back to the theaters, you know? For sure. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's just going to be a matter of time. They're trying to make the theater going experience and experience, yeah. which is something that, that they need to do at this time because it's not just about watching a movie, right? They need to sell the experience now, and this is just something that goes with it. You get extras, you know? You, you we, we, used, we used to get, like, the intermissions, let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby, or they used to play cartoons before, you know, before uh, before movies and stuff like that. Going to the theater, you know, at a, at a certain time in this country was an event, you know? You put on a shirt and tie to go to the theater. You were there half the damn day because you were watching the movie but you watched a bunch of newsreels beforehand cartoons short films stuff like that sometimes it was a double feature and you got you got twice the amount so um anyway that's that's going far off on a tangent stay on target stay on target we will have a trailer park breakdown for the imax exclusive jurassic world dominion extended preview so without any further delay jay let's get into what are you watching All right, Jay, get us started off with this with this sexy show, this this sexy little TV show, the Sex Life, Love Life. The sexy one you want. Yes, yeah, yeah, sex slash yeah. life, uh, or sex life as you want to call it. And it reminded mm-hmm. me- uh, So it's not, uh, it's not just about sex life, it's about sex and life, and how well, sex is life. Sure. Okay. And um, so- it, Implying this, it in the title, I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. A suburbia mom of two and a newborn- uh, takes a fantasy hardcore. So fantasy she's a mother of three, right? I don't know why charged. you said it that way. Well, she's a mother. She's a mother two. of two and a newborn. <laughs> well, one's a newborn. One's a newborn. So. Okay, one's so she's just, she is a mother of two. One of them's a newborn. And I, yeah, oddly enough, it's it's, it's similar to your situation. <laughs> don't want to hear it. Jesus. Similar to the dream that I described in, in, in my Patreon uh, in a Patreon pre roll. Yeah, exactly. Fucking she, shit. She starts to like. <laughs> suddenly go down this fantasy charged trip down memory lane with this ex of hers and it sets up this um this precedent with her her married life and her husband who she loves however you know it, it it's a collision of this former self of her wild child past ways and this mm-hmm. incredible sex that she used to have with her ex-boyfriend that she could never quite get over and get past and since you know the couple kids and the normality of suburbs and married life you know the sex is kind of whimpered over oh, time yeah, for sure it's going to yeah it has to so I mean, her confliction has bubbled up and it keeps your, bubbling up your two hour sessions of pound town <laughs> it, yeah. it, it turns into how fast can you be <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because he's gonna wake up soon, or she, or she's gonna need something soon. Like we can only keep the bedroom door locked for so long. So, so just get it in, stir, stir the stick, shoot your goo, yeah. get the fuck out. And, and and these are all like people I've never seen in anything else before. Brand new cast. I thought it was really well casted, really well acted for the most part. Um, the thing about this show is, and yes, it can get a little you know a little little campy at times however the writing is actually really strong and so you're saying like when you say campy you mean it's more it's it, it sometimes uh, it comes off a, as a soap opera yeah it's a little soapy okay. it's a little soapy so but this is by far the sexiest thing i've seen put to tv or movies for sexiest. because it, it, is it the reality of it time is it is well, it like going to Pornhub and searching amateur, and you just you 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 just like the gritty realness of it? Well, it, the, there's a lot of variety, <laughs> a lot of variety. Variety is a spice of life. I like a wide selection. Sometimes I'm in the mood for nasty close-ups. Sometimes I like a Marty and airbrush. Sometimes it's a spread brown eye kind of night. Sometimes it's girl on girl time. Sometimes a steamy literal do. Sometimes not often, but sometimes. I like the idea of a chick with a horse. 
they do a really good job with like the psyche of of all of it and how people like compartmentalize things in herself and like and talk about things. It I'm telling you right now, this is a surprising, surprising show, and I really enjoyed it. I don't at think I want to watch least, this with my wife. At the very, I don't, I don't think well, I, I would say no. <laughs> right. I don't want to be watching her the whole time, and I'm just gonna be like, "Who's who's the ex that you think about all the time when we're doing it?" Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I, I'm. This is yeah. This, I would caution, caution highly. Do not watch this with a lover or boyfriend or a spouse or whatever. Watch it on your watch own. Watch it on your and own. Then let watch everything it on you see own. here stew inside yourself and then bring it up in an argument with them later. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But it's it, it's uh it, it, this is like what Fifty Shades of Grey wanted to be or Twilight or this three sixty. Twilight or was, whatever a, was a young adult novel. But so even still it, it didn't it, want to it, be this. It, it pins it pins one girl between two guys and her deciding between two, right? It's a it's a similar kind of trope in some ways. Mm-hmm. But it's really done effectively, and I thought it. Uh, I I had a good time with it. And yeah, obviously it has a couple, you know, uh, eye rolling kind of moments or so, so from time to time here and there. But it's a fun, fun watch. And uh, they even show uh, some full frontal dung, even though I do think it's a person prosthetic. Nobody knows that they saw it, but they did. Nice big cock. Okay. They do show at one time. And I was like, kudos Fair to enough. Netflix. They're showing some so, dick already. So there you go. There's uh there's there's Jay's review of a of a mo- of, of a TV series that's about married life from a single man who single woman. <laughs> just likes to be a voyeur. Well <laughs> Oh me, yeah. Well I, yeah, I do yeah. I do. I do. I, I always say like I can't believe I'm saying this on the main show. That's your kink. That's your kink. You, well, you just like the watch. I've, I've, like watch. I've been curious about doing that. Like if you go to like a sex club or something like okay. that. Just like chilling just there. Like you just kind of meander around and you just sort I don't of think, watch. I don't think it's the act of you watching people. I think it's more for you. It's more of the psychological thing where it's just like I'm I'm watching this, but I'm not reacting to it because that's how fucking cool I am. I think that's more of that, uh, that's more of it psychologically for you than it is for I, actually no, being kinked see, and watching I, people I, do I, it. I think for me, it's more of the rush of my nervousness being there. The nerves, the nerves of me being there, and All the you excitement need is a of that. She needs a bourbon. I <laughs> would, yeah, I would have a good time. Stay on target. Stay on target. All right, this ain't Patreon, man. Put it away. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I am already regretting saying that. <laughs> Put it away. You didn't say anything too inflammatory. Jesus. Get over yourself. No one no no one who gives a fuck listens to this, okay? <laughs> no one's gonna be, it's 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 not like you <laughs> I don't know who like the hell like, listens to this. Sometimes I like to punch women in the face during sex. You know, it's like you, you didn't say that, Jack. So. I've never said that. That was all Dave Vizzini's words. <laughs> well, you didn't, you didn't say that on the main show. <laughs> Stop it, David. <laughs> I've never said that ever in my life. You went full Sean Connery. Period. I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's right to slap a woman. I'm just saying slapping a woman is not the worst thing that you could do to them. <laughs> I mean, now, if they ask for it, that's another thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, so I watched a a movie on Netflix, and this was like this was like spur of the moment thing. Like it just happened to be on Netflix, so like I I I'm familiar with the comedian that that both wrote it and stars in it, Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, so she's she's a stand up comedian, and I do find her stand ups pretty funny. So once I saw her, I was like, all right, I'm gonna check this out. And you may have saw her in in the uh, in the Mark Wahlberg Netflix movie uh, last year, Spencer Confidential, where she played like his ex girlfriend. Uh, so um, she actually wrote this movie and starred in it, and it's directed by Kimmy Gatewood, who was uh, one of the directors that was on the Netflix series Glow, which me and you both really enjoyed Glow. So yeah, um, what. This is essentially the story of of her, and she's playing herself, essentially. It says that it's somewhat based on a true story. And she meets she meets a guy on an airplane, and he is played by the case he's kind of like a small time actor, but like you, everybody recognizes him. Everybody knows him. Ryan Hansen. So, you know, he's he's been in a fair bit of things. Veronica Mars, uh, 
G.I. Joe, but like the, the I think the thing people would most recognize him from is he was on the TV show Two Broke Girls, where he played one of their boyfriends. Um, I think people would recognize him most from that. And he's also from the, one of my favorite Stars original shows, Party Down. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. So he was he was on that as one of the servers. I like, think I heard way- that show's coming back. I hope so. I hope so. That was one of my favorite. Like I'm pretty uh, sure. Like, like when I talk about it, so many people have never watched it, and I'm always like, "Really?" I was like, "Man, you really got to check it out." Yeah, he played Kyle on that. He played the the young aspiring actor. So, so uh, Alyssa Schlesinger meets him on an airplane. And she's she's currently feeling rejected. She was just on an audition as an actress, um, and she's having trouble getting jobs as an actress because she's a comedian. So people, you know, they only want her to play like this funny girl and stuff like that. They never want her for a serious role or an action role or anything like that. So she's feeling pretty dejected, and she she always dates, you know, other types like herself, either actors, uh, you know aspiring actors and stuff like that body beautiful men who are pretty vapid and shallow so she meets dennis on on the airplane and dennis is not her type at all she's not physically attracted to him whatsoever um but they they have a lot in common she she gets along with them she thinks he's funny and stuff like that so they start to hang out they start a friendship and everything like that uh the the friendship goes on for quite some time but it eventually leads into a romance and from there she starts finding out that maybe everything dennis said he was wasn't true she thought he was rich and successful and stuff like that she comes to find out that he may not be where he said he lived is not where he lives he lives with roommates and stuff like that and she starts putting pieces together that maybe he isn't who he says he is and and the movie kind of goes through like this cat and mouse of like is he a liar is he a piece of shit or is she just being you know crazy stalker girlfriend um and it it, it toys with that and there is a resolution to it however it it just kind of like the movie just kind of like flips like in the last act and not even in the last act in the last you know the last half of the last act it 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 switches to a completely different type of movie now it's like a courtroom drama almost by the end and i'm just like wait a minute what so it completely lost steam uh, you know, it, it it never really had a whole lot of steam to begin with, right? Like, I found some aspects of it really funny, uh, but I also found other aspects of it to 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 really to really be extremely cliched. You know what I mean? Like, it, it it's kind of like something about Mary, where like Ben Stiller's going around following all these other guys and proving that they're not who they say they are, and it's like it's all these shenanigans and hijinks with her and uh, Margaret Cho, who plays her best friend in it. Uh, going going to you know following up on all these leads about him trying to learn as much as they can about him and and kind of like the comedy that ensues in that but really they splice in you know her own stand-up in between like key scenes and stuff like that where she's kind of commenting on things so you can tell that like this story is based on some of her stand-up and don't get me wrong like i said check her stand-up out she's actually funny and i don't say that because she's a woman uh what, what i mean is because this movie isn't that funny you know i'm saying like her stand-up is funny so i, I don't want people to get me wrong like i've watched a bunch of her stand-ups i think she's funny um and and you, you kind of like get this get this idea that like it, this is born out of her stand-up which is why it's based on a true story sort of um it it's not necessarily even worth a netflix watch it's fine you know it's okay it's uh, it, it is a way to kill like ninety minutes. So if you're if you're like me and you were sitting at home and you know one kid is out for the day with my mom on a day trip and the other kid's passed out asleep on your shoulder and you can't get up, <laughs> and, and this is on. There's worse ways to spend your time. I just don't think it really ever took off for me. Like I I, I don't I like. I was in like in on the mystery with them, except there really is no mystery. You're just kind of you, like. You're just privy to her figuring out this information. There's never really like a red herring where it's like, oh, well, maybe this isn't true. You know, she convinces herself at times that like, no, he is who he says he is. And you're left as the audience going, no, you fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. And I think that's meant to be like a social commentary on how women, you know, view men or or, or how they trick themselves into into thinking that their man is is everything that he says he is or everything that they've been led to think that he is and stuff like that. And they don't see the cracks, you know, very much, you know, very much like, you know, how, 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 an, how, how an abusee always goes back to the abuser and right. stuff like that. So I, I, I understand that there's a comment there on that, 
but it's also built as a comedy and it's just not that funny. There's moments, don't get me wrong, where you will get like a laugh here or there, but it's just not that funny. And by the time you get to the end, you're left with this feeling where you're just like, man, I'm kind of saddened by this a little bit. Like it ends as a courtroom drama and then like they throw another couple jokes at you towards the end. And I was like, no, that's, that totally feels way off now. Like not even no yucks. We just completely switched it. I mean, this is also kind of like her first screenplay writing credit, I would say, as far as as far as she goes as a writer. So I, I don't want to hold it against her like like too much. You know, everyone everyone writes everyone writes their script. You know, this may not be her first script. But you know, what I mean, it's the first one that, that got put the film. And clearly, with her having having a working relationship with Netflix, she had a lot of say in what was going on with this. So uh, anyway. I, if I had to give it a score, I'm giving it a C plus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was fine. It was yeah. Right. Serviceable, but you know, a little underwhelming overall, I guess. Yeah. Like Lauren, after I watched it, Lauren's like, should I watch this? Did like, and I was like, mm, nah, you could skip it. <laughs> you could skip it. It's, it's not, it's not required watching. And, and I believe me, I've seen her watch some trash and I still <laughs> told her to stay away from it. Well, so. <laughs> that is saying something. All right, Jay, why don't you quick, Go through Spy Game. I'm not even going to play anything from the fucking movie or the trailer or something like that, unless Brad Pitt has some badass line in the movie. But <laughs> no, nah, not at all. This is uh, Tony Scott's 2001 spy flick called Spy Game, and it stars um, rest in peace, Tony Scott. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Robert Redford. Um, with it wasn't his last starring role, but it's one of his. I would say one of his last bigger because oh, yeah, he had all was lost in 2015 no i know i know but I, I would say for, it, for christ's sakes no i know i know i know but i mean as far as like Shit, he was they, in the marvel he was, he was relax in fucking winter soldier relax but yeah but like i said like there was only like three or four movies after this and that, that was pretty much it um but it was one of his biggest i mean this is like the last blockbuster i would say that okay all well right. if you want to count Captain America, but I'm not gonna just 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 any move on. You said way, what you said. You so can't backtrack it. He's now. retiring. It's like down to the wire, the second to last day before he retires, and he finds out that his old training recruit got caught overseas and he's in you know, Chinese jail and it's played by Brad Pitt. And the it, worst and kind of Chinese jail. Yeah. And he's getting tortured, obviously, and blah blah blah, because he's a spy. With and, water um, torture, because that's how the Chinese do it, or so we've been told. Well, Chinese water torture, and <laughs> you keep getting all these flashbacks of like how they met, how it all began, and how they kind of worked together, and this and that, and sort of leading up was to an orgy? the last Could you time they were an together. Orgy circa two thousand one with fucking Brad Pitt and Re- Robert Redford. I would, uh, in, I, I would, I would be a good voyeur. Yeah, you'd be. I, I would voyeur that. that. You, yeah, I would voyeur that. I would voyeur that. <laughs> I'd pour bourbon. I, I would. That. I would pour. I would pour bourbon and observe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, or in this case, Robert Redford prefers you know a Scotch anything over twelve years aged. So uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Nice so instead of like the bit. James Bond, you know, shaken, not dead. Yeah, he, it's like a. I'll have a Scotch anything over twelve years. Yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. Or I, I think he actually, yeah, I think he said it. Nothing under twelve years, or something. Nothing like that. under twelve years. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, this movie which isn't too uppity. I think is, like twelve years is pretty much the. It's relatively like standard. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty it's, standard. It's, yeah. so. so, this is like back then, classic Tony Scott slasher, heavy edited, uh, over stylized, slim margin of a script where it is. Completely nonsensical in so many ways, and and and, and, and <laughs> so why are we you you go about back it? and forth with it because there is some fun with it. It's a lighthearted spy flick with some two. And it's the last movie Robert Redford was ever in. So. Two leads: Brad Pitt, Robert Redford. It's it was a fun enough watch because like I arguably be you, arguably the the the, the most good looking actors of their of their time exactly their and they had similar hairstyles in this flick too which was even cooler they had yeah. this like sweepy blonde hair and her blue <laughs> eyes and oh it was it was adorable it was adorable so, so you watched it you watched this for, I had, you know, for for the sex appeal of it well and the curiosity and it's a spy movie and i like spy movies so yes um, you do and yeah so you know it's a fine 
fine, okay movie. That's all Look, I can say. It's, it's twenty not years old. A if good you haven't movie. seen it, you're you're you don't, don't need go to out go of your way to watch this movie. <laughs> but honestly, I don't know why we're talking about struggling. it. Struggling. Well, you're. I, well, whatever. But like, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm struggling with watching shit lately. So if anybody wants to hit me up with some recommendations that you guys think that I would like, not some bullshit that Dave would give me. I, I already told you, I Love Death like, and Robots, man. I, I already tried. got Dylan from uh, Beard Brothers to watch uh, Love, Death, and Robots, and he's talked about it on like three of his episodes at this point. Okay. Like, he, he loves it. I think you should check it That's out. It's a movie? It's a it's a series, but each one is like short sci-fi vignettes. They're only like, they're only like 10 to 12 minutes each one. Okay. Love Death and Robots, animated though. That's that's the downside for you. But Michael B. Jordan's right. in in one of them. Like they, there's some star power behind it, and the whole thing is produced uh, by Tim Miller, uh, the uh, the original director of Deadpool. So, give it a look, Jay. I'm telling you, there's your there's your movie homework. Watch just watch several of them. Read the description. Pick ones that you think you'll like and check them out. I probably. I won't. think a lot of them. They're all dark. They're all very. They're all very sad. Watch. Uh, Watch the one uh, that's in season two. It's 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 about a man with a hat, um, and he lives in a society where people no longer age, um, and people are not allowed to have children anymore. Not allowed to, but people still have children illegally. And he has a certain job that he has to do that is fucked up. I think you would like that one. So there's there all like all of them, Jay, are fucked up for the most part. So I, I think you would I think you would actually dig them. So watch Love, Death, and Robots. There's your movie homework. All right, it's, all right. It's not hard because you can watch a couple episodes, and like I said, only a half hour go by, and you've watched three episodes, and then you can be like, all right, I'll go check something else out now. Come back to this later. Got it. Fair. All right. All right, man. Uh, so I have another review to do here. Uh, this review... It's a little different because I actually had to go to the theaters to see this one. Um, And I only went and saw it. This is one of those things where it's like word of mouth, uh, where it's like I this isn't something that would have been on my on my list until it came streaming somewhere. So it's an IFC midnight movie, horror movie, uh, and it stars Sam Richardson and Milana Weintraub. Hold on. Milana Weintraub. But. Fuck it. No one knows her name. She's the AT&T girl. <laughs> She's the girl in the AT&T commercials. That's who it is. Um, and it's called Werewolves Within. Black night At its heart. The Hi, boys. This is a community. One that agrees about more than it doesn't. <laughs> Put it on your Kwanzaa tree. No such thing. I know it's easy to get caught up in the fear of the situation. I know it's easy to point the finger and fear each other. But can we all just take a breath? Please hold off on being enemies. All I'm asking is that you be a good neighbor. Like Mr. Rogers. With guns, though. With guns, yes. So this is the story of Finn Wheeler, uh, who's played by Sam Richardson, and he is a park ranger who got stationed to Beaverfield, uh, middle of nowhere, a middle of nowhere town where there's only several residents and stuff like that. But there's also a, a national park that borders it. So he's now been stationed there due to an infraction that he had done at his last park. So this is kind of like his punishment. They're moving him into a hotel where he runs into Cecily, who's played by Milena Bond. Bon- Trub, uh, the AT&T girl, and she is a postal worker who's been stationed there, who's also staying at the hotel. Uh, and as he's getting to know the town, he's getting to know the characters in the town. And I got to tell you, this movie is comedy first, horror second, horror never almost, but it 
it is so well written. Like the dialogue is so snappy. You can you can clearly tell that everybody was having fun with their characters. Like it, it, I don't think anyone was reined in at all. I think they were just kind of told like because they're they're all comedic actors that are in it, and I think they were just kind of like told like. You know, this is what your character is. Now go make it what you want and go as high and low as you want to go. You know, whatever's the, like, this is definitely one of those movies where multiple takes were done. And you know that like the, the, the one that the director thought was the funniest was the one that made it to screen. So uh, it's it's hmm. it's one of those things like I watched it once. I kind of can't wait until it's streaming somewhere so I can watch it again because I know there's jokes that I missed that I'm going to find funny the second time around that I didn't catch the first time around. So I'm already in love with it for for the snappy dialogue and, and the way everybody is kind of ad-libbing and just kind of like like you know living their characters on screen uh for for you know between action and cut so (laughs) i'm loving it for that but the story is that eventually a big snowstorm comes and the entire town uh loses power and the the road is snowed out so the entire town to stay warm has to go to to the hotel because all the generators everywhere have been destroyed by some animal and as uh, several pets have gone missing and several people have gone missing presumably mauled by this animal so they get in there and what they find out from a scientist who is staying there uh is that she believes that there is a lycanthrope among them a werewolf so now everybody in the town the eight people in the town are all inside this hotel and one of them is a werewolf or maybe not a werewolf. There's also a subplot with a pipeline being put in. Some towns, some, some towns people are for it. Some towns people are against it. And they really get into like this to, to what the, what the movie at its core, like is really about what it's, what its message is. It's there's clearly characters who are on two sides of a political fence and how that divides them and causes a lot of their deaths. Like they're because they're ignorant about one another. And I like as I'm watching, I was just like, oh, man, this is saying a whole lot about our about our society right now. I get it. I get it. And it's no it's no mistake that, you know, the main character of Finn Wheeler is played by Sam Richardson, a black man stuck in the middle of these two warring factions, essentially. So I highly dug it. I had a hmm. lot of fun with this movie and I think like it's it's one of those things where like I th- I think if you just check it out, you shut your brain off and you just go with it, you know, don't don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure out who the werewolf is, if there's really a werewolf or not. None of that matters. It's the comedy that matters and it, and it and it sings and it does it well. But none of it's like gut-busting comedy. It's all like that <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you get a kick out of a thing here or there that, that comes in and it's just, it's so well done. I wasn't nuts about the ending, but I had such a good time getting there. You know, it's an ending. They had to end the movie somehow and they did. And I don't, and I don't think, you know, the reveal at the end was bad either. I thought that was good. It was just kind of like, you know, they had to get through it to get to the end. Uh, and then it was over and I was like, huh, thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm going to be giving it a B plus. I really liked it. Nice. Very good. Well, uh, my final movie that I saw was dark waters from 2019. Uh, this is the was adult, a- the adult drama, the all anal oh, yeah. third chapter. <laughs> you knew still you did nothing. The system is rigged. They want us to think it'll protect us. We protect us. We do. This was meant to be an awards player. I mean, it was well respected, but it didn't really stand out, I guess you could say, as to be a real legitimate awards player. But... Very, very, very good movie that kind of flew under the radar, starring Mark Ruffalo playing a corporate defense lawyer who stumbles upon this. And this is based on true story. This is all facts. Um, Aren't they all? And hey, man, so was so was uh, so was good on paper, you know. <laughs> based and, on um, true, true story. Sort so of. his small town that he was originally from came to him about this mysterious issue with 
the town and and how everyone's getting sick and how there's a pollution within the water in this area and it's because of Dupont doing all these like experiments and dumping fracking ex, ex, you know dumping yeah a lot of chemicals within a lot of wastelands spilling into the waters killing a lot of livestock within the farm and and the town and affecting everybody who's worked in those um you know plants and facilities and it's killing people and also destroying newborns you know and like cleft lips and missing Ugh. eyeballs you oh, know all kinds dude. of crazy no, things no i can't do that it's um and it's all you know it's all based on a true story and dupont settled out of court finally with all these uh victims within the town um you know, as you see in the post credit scripts with like almost a billion dollars worth um yeah it's it's one I'm of those barely a dent to their to their fucking so, profit margins let me essentially tell everybody right now it's it's this specifically what it targeted was teflon which is what you know your non-stick pans are made of yep. and the particular and, and the particular well there's a lot of things yeah but, but that's the main component that everyone uses and essentially is in every single living creature on earth yeah, I don't um, think uh, Teflon's mean, actually allowed to be used in pans. Well, anymore not anymore. They, not anymore. Right, because they found out that like well, cooking on Teflon too long, like once it starts to break down, it does have a shelf life. It'll actually start or getting into your food or right. scratch. And, you have to discard right, it right sick. away. Yeah, get yep. rid of it. Um. So, but my theory is like, okay, well, they might have just relabeled and used a different compound <laughs> because they still have nonstick pans now. And no, all this stuff has to go through the FDA. So well, <laughs> they it, may it, not it still did in the early 2000s, you know. And That's they, true. And, you know, That's you true. just never know. You, th- these guys have a lot of power, and uh, so it, it's it's just it's a great drama, and it reminds me of like Michael Clayton. If you were into that, you would really yeah. love this movie. Aaron um, Brockovich. Yeah, exactly. So minus, minus the, the 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 sexy protagonist. It's, it to, to me, if you like. You know, well, actually, like, I'm uh, sorry. Mark Ruffalo can be sexy in some ways. Yeah, he's not. He's <laughs> definitely not in this movie. Definitely not. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. He's a sexy. He is a sexy ass motherfucker in that movie. He's sexy, and I, the kids are all right. I, he's. But I first got introduced to Mark Ruffalo playing kind of like a sex role, uh, like a sexy leading man type of roles in indie films and stuff. And um, before he became like a bit of a hit, you know leading man or whatever but either way this is a must watch i think for any moviegoer especially if you enjoy dramas and um, I don't. it's based on a true I, story I, I much prefer my adult drama version of it better <laughs> water's making everybody sick dip into better the go dark start waters. knocking on some doors but first suck my dick <laughs> starring the newly released bill cosby the new <laughs> fucking motherfucker gets acquitted. You believe that shit? Oh, I was reading that God. and I was like, "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ!" That's our you law. Know, that's our um, that's that's the American law. I think I, you know, to... I think like the second time around, they're like, "All right, we we slapped him on the wrist, right?" Like he knows not. He's to do not. It again. He, he's definitely not going back in. He's too old. Mm, he's they're too not gonna. Old. They're not yeah. gonna put in that kind of time and effort and money. Um, fucking ridiculous. It's, Harvey it's, Weinstein's gonna get released next. Harvey's on his deathbed from what I last heard. He's really sick. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, glad no, I know, to, I know, I know. Glad he gets to die behind bars. I know. Sick bastards. Anyway, enough of our commentary on real world things. Let's get back into movies. Jay, you ready to get into Trailer Park? That's right. Tell me now, all about it. Yeah, you didn't get to see this trailer because you didn't want to go see uh, Fast Nine uh, in IMAX or in theaters. Period, and I don't blame you for that. And that's, I mean, you, yeah. everyone heard my review last time around. So, sorry, I'm uh, not sorry. Yeah, but there was there was an interesting teaser that was released for Jurassic World Dominion, and I want to break it down because there's a lot of interesting things going on in this movie, and I, I you know I think like maybe we talked about it some time ago, and some more things have surfaced about it uh, now that it's in post production and they're now doing all the sound design and and finishing up all the all the visual effects and everything like that so we will start to get 
proper trailers for it probably in the fall we'll probably start getting like our first full trailer for it or if not then then definitely come the super bowl that's when they'll reveal the first big trailer for it but jay let's get into our breakdown for jurassic world dominion extended preview cut the beat and let the music play no trailer park shout out to dave and jay i don't serve but there's a new wave we've been on since god saved the right stop i don't want to flow until i know that the bass drop All right, so this extended preview kicks off 65 million years in the past. And what we see is a bevy of dinosaurs uh, in kind of like their natural habitats. We are seeing triceratops kind of like wading through water, herds of pseudoceratops around. Uh, we also get a new dinosaur, one with feathers, because they're making a point to be as uh as accurate as they can to paleontology, you know, moving forward. So we see the Morris Intrepidus, which is kind of like a tiny little T-Rex looking creature that's covered in feathers. Uh, we also then get treated to a dinosaur fight, Jay. We get two dinosaurs fighting. We see a Tyrannosaurus Rex taking on a, a Giganotosaurus, uh, which is kind of like a T-Rex also, but bigger. It's another it's another pterosaur, just like a T-Rex. And they start fighting. And much like the fight that happened in um, Jurassic Park 3 with the Spinosaurus versus the T-Rex, the Giganotosaurus kind of grabs the T-Rex's neck and head and snaps its neck. And the T-Rex falls dead and then we see a mosquito land on the dead t-rex mm. and start sucking the blood out mm. with the sun cast behind the mosquito and it's this very warm amber color mm. so this is the original t-rex that our rexy the t-rex uh that's been now part now of let me interject play. really quick yeah did the look resemble yes not not the scars the cane. But yes, no the cane in the original movie like you know yes okay. oh yeah no yeah that, that's what okay. i mean it's, okay, okay okay it's 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 a it's a mosquito bathed in amber and uh, there's plenty of screenshots so gotcha. i'll send it to you right now but you know it's it's even the logo the jurassic jurassic world dominions logo is the jurassic park logo encased in amber so they're they're definitely going for like an origin story of the T-Rex. So they went 60 and it, it sounds hokey, but the way Colin Trevorrow talks about it, he's like, this isn't hokey at all. This is how we wrap everything up. This is how we tie the original Jurassic Park, all three of them in with the Jurassic World films and how we tell our story moving forward because they are now setting up for this to take it off into another trilogy after this. That may not involve all the characters uh, that that we've come to know. They're kind of closing those character stories out, but they're 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 kind of building a brand new story here. So they tell the origin of the T Rex, and then what we see it says on the screen sixty five million years later, and we see a helicopter that's chasing our T Rex, the cloned T Rex from the T Rex we previously saw killed, and it's they're trying to take her down to relocate her, and we find out that. Dinosaurs have kind of taken over, but they're not, you know, there's not so many of them that that got out at the end of Fallen Kingdom that they would become a problem. Like they kind of mentioned, uh, Colin Trevorrow kind of mentioned that the ones that went to populated areas were captured pretty quickly and and moved to a, to a to a site. But other ones that stayed in non-populated areas, like Blue and like the T Rex, um, have to be have to be tracked down. So as she's being hunted, she comes across a drive-in movie theater comes busting through the drive-in movie theater screen and pandemonium. People are stepping on top of people. The T-Rex is bouncing cars around. Um, and of course we, we, we then get like a bunch of snippets, a bunch of snapshots of things yet to come. So, you know, we see blues standing, standing over top of the neighborhood, much like it was in fallen kingdom. We get a scene of the Allosaurus fight that was in battle for big rock, uh, battle at big rock, which me and you saw, uh, we see the Mosasaurus breaking uh, through the water and it grabs kind of like what looks like a shark cage. So um, now we know that the dinosaurs are here with humanity, just like they ended it. Um, but what I wanted to get into was like the way that 
in the 65 million years ago in, in, in the past sequence in this, they were showing dinosaurs that we previously hadn't seen in Jurassic Park, like iguanodons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Colin Trevor has kind of said, like, the reason we're showing those is because they're here. They're going to be part of this. Like, what what's going on? I mean, he, he already said that he's going to be bringing, uh, you know, Dr. Grant, Ellie Sadler, and Ian Malcolm back in, and they're not just cameo roles like me and you had talked about, that, that they were going to be cameo roles. Each and every single one of them is going to have a story and an arc, and he plans on closing out their story and arc in this, along with continuing with Owen Grady uh, and Claire and Claire, De- uh, Claire, Claire Deering. And then they're also adding new characters on top of that. Uh, so <laughs> it sounds like a lot for them to chew on. On top of that, a lot of the set photos have been showing Biosyn. Because one of the people that is returning is the original actor who played Dodson. You shouldn't use my name. Dodson. Dodson. We've got Dodson here. <laughs> See, nobody cares. Dodson was the... CEO of Biosyn, which was a rival to InGen, who was trying to get the DNA from Dennis Nedry so that they can create their own dinosaurs. Well, apparently years later, they have succeeded, but they have all different species than than InGen had. So we're going to get new dinosaurs. Probably this this, this gig this Giganotosaurus or whatever the fuck it's called. Also like rumors of things like called like pyroraptors and stuff like that, feathered raptors and everything like that. Um, and some of the set photos have shown different types of raptors and everything like that. Cause they use those heads on poles for the actors to react to and stuff like that. And they are all completely decorated uh, for the set and everything like that. So we, we know that they're not a raptor like blue. They're different, but still the same so it's going to be it's going to be interesting man because they're getting into not like corporate espionage but also like it's almost like they're writing themselves out of a corner right like engine has been destroyed Mm -hmm. the dna has been destroyed and all the dinosaurs were released but there was only like a handful of them so how do we fix this problem we bring back in something that hasn't been seen since the original jurassic park the barbersaw can biosyn and now we're getting new dinosaurs but like Colin Trevorrow has some lofty ideas for this movie. Like he's bringing in all the old characters, closing out the new character stories, closing out the old character stories, and taking it in a new direction. Where he's, I, you know, I presumably I th- going to step away from it after that. Uh, so. Well, mm. he'll probably be a producer. Yeah, also, it I mean, should it's be just said kind of interesting he works, that he's able to he, choose to go down that path. He works extremely closely with Steven Spielberg. There's been things that he's that Steven Spielberg has come to him about, and he's incorporated. There's things that Steven that, that he's going to Steven Spielberg about, and he Steven so Spielberg he's like a, a he's like a big time ghostwriter, he, or, or he's he's or, a producer. Uh, he, he's uh, an involved producer yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. So like he's gone to he's gone to Steve, and he's brought Steve things, and Steve's been like, no, don't do that, do this instead. And he's like, oh my god, yes, Mister Spielberg. You're right. <laughs> so, um, but I, you know, I wanted to know what you thought about this, like about it doing a flashback to 65 million years ago and sh- and telling the origin story of the T Rex. I of our T Rex. It sounds hokey, right? Oh well, for sure. And I, I'm not. It a, didn't I'm feel not, hokey while watching the theater. I'll tell I, you. Like it. I it well, didn't. that's what I was going to get to. Like if they do it in a way that is not cheap, you know, where it just does all these quick flashes and it cuts heavily really quickly don't get cheap on me dodson <laughs> i like if it wants to like have a like take its time have a nice grounded realistic kind of approach to it of of the beginning that's fine that's fine i could i could get behind it especially since you said that it looked all right but um ultimately like i like the the new direction because i think everyone is starting to get stale with you know, the cast of characters have been leading. Well, the, one of the, the things the Colin Trevor, which I really liked him saying was like, he wanted to capture a feel of the first films, not just a feel. He wanted it to feel like the first films. He doesn't want the cinematography to feel too polished. There are a lot of practical effects that are going on. He even said mm-hmm. like for the, for, for the opening shot of this preview where they, where, where they are 65 million years in the past and we're seeing dinosaurs that was all shot on location. 
that was panning shots of an actual location. They didn't CGI I knew, the background. I remember the last CG- movie yeah. they tried to market that a lot. Like, oh, we're using yeah. we're we're not using CGI. More we're using animatronics you know, than we ever had. And- yeah, Colin Trevorrow came in and he and that, that's what he said. Like he was just like, if there is a dinosaur that's in this movie, we will CGI it for what we have to CGI it for. But every single dinosaur will have an animatronic built for it. There will be an on-set prop for that dinosaur, and and he was he was dead set on that. And you know, I got to give it to him for that because I get it. There's a lot of things you can't use. You know, uh, we we can't get the the same level of action that we get. You know, from a Jurassic World. We well, can't you're not have... going to get a puppet to fucking run and charge through a tree right. going after right. a Jeep at 40 miles I per mean, hour. I mean, even in the original Jurassic Park, the CGI was used for dinosaur fights. Like, you know, two raptors taking on the T-Rex. That, that wasn't that, that wasn't a practical effect. That was all CGI. So, you know, it, it, but it, he wants it to feel like that original one. He wants the cinematography to match that original, that, that original one because... And honestly, that's really what it's all about, the cinematography and the yeah. production well, design, he, you know, he, really like, get it down to the deck dirty, you know, realistic kind of flavor to it, you know, not like so you digital. Like looking. you're there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and uh, he, it was he immersive. He mentioned that like, he also like one of the reasons for that is he doesn't want the, the original cast of, of, of Sam, Neil, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum to feel out of place like he felt while watching uh fallen kingdom that jeff goldblum felt out of place being there because of the way just just the movie looked just because of just because of the polish of it and the way like everything was it he, he's he's not taking it out of uh out of bayona who had directed that one he's just kind of like saying like you know i for this time around because we're mixing both the stories together he wants it to feel like it exists in both worlds and both worlds are part of the same world and that that world is jurassic park not jurassic world so that's the story he wants to he wants to tell and i'm i'm excited for it like the dude i love the way the dude talks like i love colin trevorrow i love the way he talks i love he's a big idea guy but that doesn't always mean that 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 it pans out right like i read his I, i read his um uh, his his script, you know, uh, that that he had for for episode episode nine, and it's fine. It it's a hundred percent better than the than the uh, Rise of Skywalker, or you know, but it it still wasn't gr- it still wasn't great. Like I don't think I you know I don't think it would have been great. It was never filmed, so we don't know. But the but if you ever heard like interviews of him talking about it and stuff like that, he's a great salesman. Right. Like, and, and, and he's, and, and I don't think he's, I don't think he's selling lies. Right. He's not, he's not trying to, to, well, he's to write speaking check his truth. His ass I mean, cash. Uh, it's, right. it's what he thinks. He's got strong viewpoints. Yeah. It's his and vision. And, and whether his vision is conveyed to everybody else or not, you know, that remains to be seen. You know, I, I know Jurassic World has, has like the original Jurassic World from 2015 has a lot of haters for it. Cause you know, a lot of people are like, man, it's just a lot of rinse and repeat story beats from the original Jurassic Park on top of that. And then a lot of like in jokes about, you know, what the, things being new and, and, and things being polished and stuff. And then of course it's the new versus old fight in the end with the old winning out and everything. And it's like, I get, I get those complaints, but I also, I also get a kick out of that movie. Like I like it for that stuff. I like that. That stuff's like a nod to like geeky fans of Jurassic, of Jurassic park. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't hate any of that at all. I don't think it's a perfect movie. You know, I, I, I don't, it's better than Jurassic park three. <laughs> um, and uh, it definitely wasn't as definitely wasn't as bad as fallen kingdom was like which i thought was tonally all over the place you know i think it forgot that it, w- what it was and tried to take it into into this horror gothic you know direction which some people really liked some people dug it and that's that's cool i didn't dig it you know i like you know dinosaurs wow enough i don't need them to go into a different into a different genre uh to impress me there it's dinosaurs on screen and you know jurassic world does it does it the Jurassic Park universe does it better than anybody? So wow enough. I'm good with that. Um and I just look forward to this, man, because I you know I, I like the idea of the original cast coming back. A lot of people think that that's like a cash grab thing, but I think by making them a major part of the story and not just hiding them in random cam- cameos here and there, 
It's not just a cash grab. Uh, this is something that Colin Trevorrow is really looking forward to doing. And he's working with Jurassic Park's, I don't want to say original creator because Michael Crichton's dead, but you know, with, but with really the trying to incorporate the of story of the world, yeah. Jurassic Park, I- into Jurassic World as well with right. the same and type Colin of Colin Trevorrow is so involved with the Jurassic World universe right now that he is a consultant and frequently uh, involved with the story points for Netflix series Camp Cretaceous. So, like, he feeds them information about his movie so that they can make a better quality TV show and tie their TV show into the movie that he's making currently. And also, they come to him with questions, and he comes to them with suggestions for things to add into everything, for the look of things. Like, here's here's our model for what this dinosaur is going to be looking like. So if you're using it, you know, in court, you can incorporate this, this, and that. And so he's involved with the making of that television show, too. So It's interesting how much power he has with making, like, one two movies you know like he has like well, no he only he only directed one he produced the the second one well, along safety with not guaranteed that little indie film that duplass movie. oh my god that movie was so good <laughs> that movie was so um good. that's that, that if you've never it. seen safety just, not guaranteed that in jurassic world that was it that's the only movies he's if you've never directed. seen safety not guaranteed then uh you are you're, you're doing yourself a disservice see that movie 100 percent. so it's just interesting because um, we've, you know, we've we've talked about him. You guys have heard his name. Like he's almost has a fucking household name, <laughs> and he's done jack shit. In I mean, I, and, well, yeah, it, technically, you know, technically. I, I think, I think in like our world, he's more known for the guy that didn't get to direct a Star Wars movie well, than he that, is anything that, else. That that was big. That was really big, you know. That took up a lot of headlines and a lot of uh, talking points with our type of industry and our our world. You know, I mean, right, everybody right. I mean, chatted about it. I think also like going out during the pandemic and like making the Battle of Big Rock short just kind of like showed how like sold he how sold he is on making this on making this movie. You know, on, on on building this franchise back up for Universal. So, I think because he's so in on it and he's so excited about doing it, that Universal, just like just like me, reading some of these interviews that that he's done, they're sold on him too. They're just like, yeah, we're all in with you because you because he has a vision, he has an idea to keep a franchise alive for them, and it's a it's a big money making franchise, you know. To this day, Jurassic World is uh, is still one of the highest grossing films of all time. That's no, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the top 10 list. So Universal's, you know, they honestly could probably care less what he's doing with the franchise. So yeah, so I'm sold now. Universal's sold. I'm sold. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed this preview. You know, I, I at first when I saw the 65 million years ago thing pop up on screen, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Are we treating this like a like a Discovery Channel walking with dinosaurs type thing? And I, I like the way they tied it together. You know, I like the way that they tied it in and how like they're, you know, th- it's no coincidence that they're using amber as as kind of like the logo and as kind of like the theme for this one showing that 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 mosquito because that goes back to the original movie to john hammond's cane with and 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 it all being tied together even trying to to tie it together a little bit with fallen kingdom because um you know the 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 old man in that james cromwell also had a cane with a mosquito trapped in amber inside of it as well so you know that yeah, yeah. So they're they they're they're keeping the spirit of the original alive, and I think that's that's what has me most excited. It's not just it's not just pandering to those fans. They're they're now really trying to service those fans as well as as create a new story. And Colin Trevorrow sounds like the guy to do it, based on all of his interviews. Jay, any final thoughts on this before we get out of here? No, no. I'm I'm just super excited for this movie because you know. Are you know the the short flick that he he produced and and, and directed um, Battle of Big Rock? We gave it a, I think we both gave it an A plus. I mean, we yeah, absolutely right, me and you were thoroughly impressed with that. We loved, loved that. it. Yeah, and I'm stoked. I'm I'm ready. I'm just so ready. I'm ready for this movie. And it's a year out. It's a year out. 
So, I mean, I'm really intrigued because like they like there's also images of a plane crash in the Arctic and and Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's character is there. So I'm just like dinosaurs in the Arctic. Like what 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 the fuck are they doing in the Arctic? Like there's there's so many different types of uh, of of things going on in this that it's like it. it but it also feels really worldwide, like because they're they shot in Mumbai. You know, they they, they shot in um they shot in England. They they shot in California. They shot like all around the world for this movie. So, I'm I'm highly intrigued now. Like and you know a lot of the original cast. You can follow them on their social media. Sam Neill and 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 Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern stuff like that. They didn't gag order them. They let them talk a lot and they let them show a lot of pictures on set. It's almost like they're like we got nothing to hide. Everything we're doing you're going to like and we don't mind you seeing snippets here or there which i think is which i think is fantastic letting the kind of the fans in especially uh, especially as a way to kind of like keep this the 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 fever pitch for this alive while they were shut down during a pandemic so i'm excited it doesn't come out until june of 2022 so it'll be a year out but I think in the next couple months we'll get a proper trailer for this and uh, me and Jay will be able to really sink our teeth into it. So I want to thank all of you guys for listening. If we discussed anything on the show that you would like to comment on, you can reach out to us on our social media. You can reach me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. I am on Twitter also, J underscore SMB on Facebook. Super Movie Bros podcast and Instagram Super Movie Bros. And of course, we're part of a network, part of the Age of Radio podcasting network. So head over to ageofradio.org. Check out all the shows that are part of the Age of Radio podcasting network over there. Of course, if you are enjoying the show, this is the second, third, fourth, fifth episode that you're listening to. We would really appreciate you leaving us a five-star review on iTunes if that's where you uh, listen to our show or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's called. Now, we don't care. Just write us something. We like reading it. It makes me feel good. It makes me touch myself a little bit. And I could use that. Yeah. I need something to give myself a little bit of a chub. So <laughs> I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.